This is the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Chris Schmedeke. Today it's Friday, and we are talking Colorado Avalanche with beat reporter Kyle Fredrickson, who is live with the team on the road. Stay tuned. All right, I am joined by Colorado Avalanche beat reporter Kyle Fredrickson, live from uh, a Denny's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm a real classy guy. I got to make sure I have the best eats around. And uh, no, kidding. Denny's was was down the street from the hotel. But yeah, happy to be here uh, in Raleigh here. Uh, first of a three-game road trip. Uh, the Avs just finished up. So yeah, a lot, lots to talk about for sure. Well, it's always good to have a moons over my hammy before we talk about <laughs> Avs. So uh, we'll, we'll get started right in that. Um, how's, the, how's the weather in Raleigh? Because it's not fun here back in Denver. Yeah, I mean, I got to admit, man, I, I bounced out at the just the right time. No snow on the ground when I got to DIA. It's, you know, sunny, mid-50s here. And I think that's really going to be the case for the rest of this trip. The Avs hop over to, to D.C., so that's a quick flight for me later, and then going down to Dallas. So I'm uh, hoping by the time that I'm back that Colorado sunshine will have melted all that stuff away. Yeah, I think you're probably the, – the sun's already out at uh, beautiful, beautiful. At 10.30 a.m. here, so we're, we're in good shape. All right, so let's let's talk a little hockey now. Uh, the Avs won a very strange game last night in uh, against the Hurricanes, where they only had 14 shots and an overtime win. Uh, but you know, the the story of the game was Pavel Francouz and Net. Um, and you know, you and I talked early in the season about how goalie was a question mark, and through this first part of the season, goalie has not been a question mark. Yeah, it's really been impressive, and you know, we should take this with a grain of salt to a certain degree being that the abs are only 15 games into this season but yeah i mean as it stands right now looking at the save percentages of of both these guys and alexander gorgiev and, and pavel Francos, they're both in the top 10 uh in, in the whole league and so you know when you look at sort of that combined production um i still think gorgiev is the number one guy uh the number one goaltender on this team we've talked about that in previous podcasts the abs want him to be that guy but boy if, if, if they ever need frankie to come in and release leaf or if they just think that that he's the right guy for the spot he certainly proved it yesterday in, in that performance because you're right this was a game that the Avs had no business winning if we're honest that they didn't play like the better team they were significantly outshot but they just had a few guys step up and, and make huge plays and pretty much the majority of those go to Frankie you know he had some incredible saves you know crossing the crease side to side stopping shots uh, Sebastian Ajo almost scored on him early in the game and you know slammed the boards in frustration and as a goalie, you got to love that, right? When, when yeah. you're playing so well that, that you're riling up the other team. And, you know, th there were a, a few kind of weird parts of that game. You know, Frankie did give up a goal that, that tied it late when he went behind the, the net to handle a puck. And Andreas Eglin, the, the new de defenseman that they called up uh, to replace Curtis McDermott, crashes into him. Frankie loses his stick. The Hurricanes score. You know, at that point, when it went to overtime, I thought, you know, this is over. I just don't think the Avs have played enough to win, well enough to win this thing. But once again, you know, Frankie continues to stand on his head, makes more big saves. And for the Avs, it's, it's being opportunistic, right? They, they made the plays when they had to. Uh, but without Frankie, you know, none of that's possible. So certainly, like I mentioned, I don't know that this changes the hierarchy of the goalie situation in Colorado, uh, but they certainly feel good about what they have in that room between Gorgiev and Francois because they've both been phenomenal to start the year. You know, that game last night, it's crazy to me to think how that Avs team, even with all the injuries, only had 14 shots. Uh, you were there. So so what was kind of going on with that? Like, is 
I guess I'm not up on Carolina as much as I should be, but are they just that good defensively? Was it just the abs just weren't generating? Was it block shots? What was it? I think it's a combination of things. You know, uh, Carolina is known just for being super gritty and, and hard on pucks. I mean, if you watch that game, I mean, anytime the Avs got it into the offensive zone, they spent most of their time up against the boards trying to win puck battles and get that thing out there. So they just d- didn't create that many chances uh, because of that. And, you know, it was just kind of a strange off night for Miko Rantanen and, and Nathan McKinnon as well. They've really carried this team through all these injuries they've had, but neither of them recorded a point. They were both minus one on the night, uh, that plus minus rating. Um, so the abs had to, to get other guys to step up and, you know, yes, they didn't have a lot of shots on goal and that disparity, you know, was also made worse because Carolina's sort of, strategy offensively is just to fire as many pucks on net as possible and, and try to get those rebounds to go in. And I mean, I think there was something like 48 shots on net, but there was more than 60 shots attempted total by the team. A lot of them, you know, never getting to Frankie, but it's just kind of the strategy that, that the hurricanes play with. So a few different things go into that. I don't know that it's a major cause or concern moving forward. This is an avalanche team that can, you know, rifle off shots right. with the best of them. But it was just kind of an awkward night. You know, the first game of a road trip, guys getting settled in. Um, and thankfully, this time, it, it didn't burn them. You know, and and they keep winning. And they have all these injuries. Like you said, guys step up. Big Guys that normally – I mean, Arturi Lekkanen steps up when, whenever the possibility is there. Like, the guy just scores big goals. But, you know, we talked last time about the injuries piling up. And they, they continue to happen. And, you know, how are they doing it? How are they? How are they keep winning these games? Yeah, you know, I think it's just a combination of things. It's different guys stepping up at, at big moments. And I'll, I'll point back to Evan Rodriguez, even in this game. You know, he's continued just to be such a solid presence for the Avs. And if you go back and look at his first goal of the night to put the Avs up 1-0, Colorado was, you know, playing really poorly. They didn't have any momentum. It was a bad power play that they were on. But all of a sudden, Erod gets the puck in the middle of the ice, you know, in, a, in sort of an opportune moment, spins around and just fires that thing on net. All of a sudden, the abs are up one to zero, you know, and all that sloppy play that sort of preceded that moment, all that kind of melts away. So when you have guys, you know, who take advantage of those opportunities and, and cash in, it makes all the difference. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up Lekin in too, because, boy, I, you know, when we talk about the star power on this team, we're going to have to start throwing Lecky into this conversation, right? I mean, all he, all he does is score big goals. You know, one thing Kale McCarr told me in the postgame locker room is, um, you know, they might as well start calling him Mr. Clutch at this point. And it's true, you know, game six and the playoffs to to clinch this the, the Stanley Cup last year, what he did last night in overtime. He's just always making the right play at the right time. So, you know, the Avs still have all that high-end skill. You know, I mentioned McKinnon and Ranton and having a bit of an off game, uh, you know, yesterday. But that speaks volumes about the depth of this team, right? The fact that those two guys can have a poor game for their standards and the Avs still somehow come out with a win. So a lot has to go right for this team to win right now. I, it's, it's impressive to me that they're able to win sloppy with this number of injuries, but at some point you figure it's got to catch up to them. Um, you know, I don't think the abs can expect to play like they did yesterday against DC and Dallas and think that they're going to win the game. They, they really do need to clean up a lot of things, but when you have that many injuries, like I mentioned, just get a few guys to make opportune plays at the right moments and all that stuff doesn't matter so much. Yeah, you know, the the depth is pretty great. But uh, one thing I want to get your opinion on is the whole Alex Newhook story that came out in the last home game about him being sat down. 
Uh, I know that was a game you missed, <laughs> right? Your your illness that you missed that game. Yes, but, um, I, do, I do not recommend getting food poisoning while you're covering a hockey game. Oh, it's, it's not a fun time. That sounds terrible. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, w- what do you make of that? You know, he's been kind of he was going to be the second line center, and then he's kind of gotten moved around. You know, do they just kind of play out this second line center thing until the trade deadline, or are they already ready to m- make a move now? Yeah, it's a good question. And and yeah, just sort of looking at some of Bednar's comments over the past couple of days about Newhook, you know, he sat down with him before this Carolina game to really just re go over expectations, you know, Newhook's ice time and had really declined over recent games and he wasn't skating well, he wasn't winning puck battles. And, you know, to play on the second line on this team, that those are standard things. You know, you, you can't play for a Stanley Cup contender and 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 have a top six role and, and not be producing every night. So with New Hook, it was very encouraging last night. You know, he was skating a whole lot better. Uh he did score that equal the, the tying goal to make it two to two on a on a really great move in front of the net, going back and forth and, and deking out uh anti Ronto, you know, a really solid goaltender in this yeah. league. Um, you know, and so yeah, there's there's a little bit of promise there. And you know what I will say and and what I kind of pointed to initially in our in our talk here, you know, 15 games in, I don't think we should overreact too much. It is interesting, though, that to begin the year, yeah, I mean, Bednar said that, yeah, Alex Newhook is our second line center. We're going to give him some time to develop into that role and be that guy. But all of a sudden, Evan Rodriguez is playing so well. And when they shifted him to center, that line performed better. So I don't blame Bednar at all for for making that change. And honestly, I applaud Alex Newhook for how he's handled it. You know, he's one of my favorite guys to talk to in the locker room, win or loss. He's very level headed. Um, You know, he spoke with us after the game about that chat with Bednar and played it down really you know I think it's easy for us to to overreact to these things but he's a young guy early in the year who, who need to get his butt kicked a little bit and that's okay and, and that's why Bednar's around so you know we'll continue to track his progress it's not like the guy's gonna get demoted I think to the third yeah. line that, that the abs really like that third line and, and what they've been doing but yeah you know for everything that new hook brings all the hype you know I think he was a first round draft pick the, the abs really want him to to be a leader on this team um he showed some progress like last night but you know there's going to be some growing pains and you know the team needs alex newhook to be at his best to make sure they can sustain some of these injuries um but he's an also just a young guy trying to figure out how to be a, an everyday player in this league uh certainly progress last night though you, you love to see that goal you know and it's really it's obvious that this is i mean the abs are a team that has the uh the luxury of just kind of toying around with things during the regular season. I think them having home ice last year in the playoffs was great all the way through, but they can win anywhere. So I think that if they toy around with this lineup and, you know, play the different goalies at times, I don't think it's going to hurt them in the long run. Yeah, not at all. And you know, it's, just crazy looking at this list of injuries. I mean, Shane Bowers, Bowen oh, Byram, Darren Helm, Sam Gerard, Gabe Landeskog, Curtis McDermott, Val Nishushkin. I mean, I'm out of breath, basically, you know, after saying all those names. You know, let's see in a couple months when everyone's back healthy just how good this team could be. Because right now it's it's not a shell of itself, but, you know, it's getting close to that. Yeah, and the Shane Bowers thing is so unlucky. That, that What did he play, like a minute and a half in that first game? Yeah, yeah, so tough. You know, makes his NHL debut and then almost instantly goes out. And he's a guy who's dealt with injuries his whole career, right? I mean, that's yeah. why he didn't get the call up to the Avs 
you know, until several years into his professional career, kind of going in and out of the lineup for the Eagles. So yeah, you're, you're bummed about him. It's a six week injury, but who knows, you know, I think Bowers ultimately probably has to go back to the Eagles to, to get his feet under him and, and get ready to play. But I could see him being a guy that abs want to bring back that they're still very high on him and just hopefully he, he can stay healthy. Cause you know, uh, it's, it's a bummer when you see that much talent have to be sidelined so often for, you know, a lot of stuff that's out of his control. So the ads are on this uh, three-game swing that you're, you're, at, you're with the team, covering the team for the Denver Gazette. Uh, they are in D.C. and then off to Dallas. Uh, what, what are some storylines you're looking for in these next two games? Yeah, you know, it's just going to be curious to me to see how they respond from last night's performance, right? It was ugly. It, it, it wasn't a, a great game for them. They, they, they basically stole it. Bednar said, you know, we'll, we'll take the two points and run after the game, which I, right. I think sums it up pretty well. Uh, now, you know, they're going to play a couple of teams that, you know, I don't know that are necessarily on their echelon of, of elite, elite NHL teams. Uh, the Capitals, you know, they have a losing record right now. Uh, there was a pretty scary situation last night with this, one of the stars goalies being hurt. Scott Wedgwood, he actually got carted off the ice. It was a, oh, wow. a scary deal. So we'll keep continuing to follow that. Yeah. So, you know, I think the Avs have ample opportunity to win both of these games, you know, and sweeping this road trip would be huge for their confidence, you know, coming back in. Um, but, you know, I, I just really would like to see if, if Gorgiev is just as sharp as, as Frankie. You know, are we talking about a little bit of a, a goalie debate, you know, in the moment, at least with with how both of these guys are playing? Um, you know, I want to see if if Miko Rantanen can get back on, on the right track. He had been incredible over his previous six games with, I think, you know, 16 points, eight goals and eight assists before last night and and falling flat a little bit. You know, I, I see him being a real catalyst for this team to, to get through some of these injury concerns and but they really need him to, to be playing at his best. Um, and, you know, and, and also just to, to see these road environments, right. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to being in the Capitals arena, you know, Alex Ovechkin, you know, he's a legend of this game to, to watch him play in person is, is going to be a lot of fun. And, and of course, Dallas, Dallas is one of my favorite cities. Uh, I was an intern at the morning news back in the day and, and have a lot of friends out there still. So looking forward to, to hopefully reconnecting a little bit, but yeah, you know, for, for the abs, you know, no reason to panic, even after a, a what you might call a bad win. Um, but very intrigued to see what's going to happen over these next two games. Yeah, you know, that, that trip to Dallas, that's always a team that used to give them a little bit of trouble. I don't think they do as much anymore. But, um, you know, the real quick, like the Central Division is way down this year. Like they, they don't look like the powerhouse that I thought they would. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And, and I can kind of pull that up here. I'd like to sort of see what so, the uh, – so, so the da- rankings are right now. So Dallas is leading with 22 uh, the points. Uh, the Jets are 21 points, and then the Avs are 19. Yeah, you're right. Just looking at this, that there isn't like a clear front runner at this point. And, you know, the, the stars of the Jets, uh, I think – at the end of the year might be in contention to, to compete for that top spot. But looking at this list, the abs are on paper are the most talented team. Yeah. And, and yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, the blues have won five games in a row. I see after a slow start, uh, you know, including one over the abs. So let's sort of keep an eye on them too, is, is sort of a dark horse to, to sneak back in this division, especially if Jordan Bennington is, you know, playing kind of at that all-star level that, that we've seen out of him at times. Um, but yeah, for the abs, I guess a lukewarm start when you look at the standings, you know, they're, they're not leading the central right now, but let's give it another month and, and see where things are laying then. For sure. And, and Vegas seems to be back on the other side. So that that's always fun. Um, so uh, before we go, anything else you want to plug that's going to be in the Denver Gazette in the coming days? 
Yeah, I, you know, I'll even plug something that's that's coming out uh, later this afternoon online and in the paper tomorrow. Just really diving into Frankie's big performance, right? I I got a lot of reaction from teammates and Jared Bednar just examining what he did. You know, I'm going to take a, a deeper look at a couple of the saves he made and and sort of how the coaching staff influenced some of that. You know, uh, Frankie talked after the game about how there was a lot of focus on the Carolina power play and how to defend it guys tendencies and we saw that right i mean frankie was outstanding it seems like he knew where the pucks were coming um so it's a kudos to the abs and their preparation too you know and and hopefully this story can illuminate that a little bit um because yesterday you know instead of writing strictly about the performance of, of the abs uh, i did a little sidebar about them going out and visiting the, yeah. the basketball team which was fun as well you know that's that's a cool experience for those guys jt comper uh and john shire the duke head coach actually grew up in the, in the same suburb of chicago uh two really proud hometown guys who, who finally got to to link up um so yeah it was just uh it was a fun story to write but looking forward to to, to seeing what frankie does in the future and also writing that piece to, to give fans a, a closer look into just how he did what he did yeah it's, it's always crazy to think that coach k is not the coach at duke anymore it always confuses me yeah right he's a legend and i can never spell his last name right though i will oh, say geez. i'm not gonna miss that as someone with the last name Schmedicky, i get it uh, anyway, uh, so, um, all right, man. Uh, thanks for joining us from the road. Uh, it's awesome that you're out there with the team, and uh, we will talk again next week and safe travels. Sounds good, man. I'll save a few of my uh, Denny's leftovers and, and bring them back for you. Does that oh, sound good? Oh, man, that sounds great. When are you going to be back, like, next week sometime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might be a little moldy by then. All right. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you again. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit denvergazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much, much more. We'll talk to you next time.